My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and in this episode of Deep Natter, one of Sean's Instagram accounts got hacked, which has us talking about to what degree we're comfortable relying on social media platforms as the main place to share our work and connect with an audience. Plus, a new HBO documentary about social media sparks a chat about a growing number of influencers who want little more than for social media to make them famous, even if it's not real. Here we go. Hey, you know, I just went up to get paper, like printer paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have staples in the UK? Is that a UK thing as well? Or is it just US? Yeah, but I know what it is from the movies. Yeah. <laughs> from the movies. Okay. <laughs> really, does about... staples figure into American cinema? Oh, for yeah. You? I know what Kinko's is. I know what's that. Oh, shit. Have, Look at Sean. Like that, but I know. I, I watch <laughs> movies. That's how we get fed your culture. And by that, I mean force fed your culture. Yeah, force fed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> held down and stuffed it. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, you will love this. Uh, you will. You will consume this. So I went to Staples to get. Uh, we have a Staples up the street, and for the first time in a long time, I didn't have my watch and I didn't have my phone. I felt strangely untethered to the world. It was really kind of an odd, almost disconcerting feeling to not have any sort of connectivity on my person. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. Almost like that's the way it should be. Yeah. I just, I just went for a walk with somebody now, actually, a, a new friend I've met uh, in the next village over. Mm. And uh, we, we've, been going, we've been going sort of um, for fairly regular walks, like once or twice a week, because there's beautiful parts uh, around here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she didn't take her phone. She just, um, she, she always leaves it at home. And I'm like, gee, I really should do that. You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, but if I'm away for two hours and I don't answer something, like, well, what would happen? <laughs> the the world will happen? stop spinning on exactly. its axis. <laughs> what will happen? I'm, People I'm will really... fly off into space because Sean didn't answer a tweet. I mean, you know me, I've, I've always been fairly like, um, I don't know, philosophical about the whole phone social media thing, but it's getting to me. Mm-hmm. It really is slowly getting to me. Yep. Um, and I'm just, I think it's getting to everybody. Um yeah, there's always that danger of feeling like, you know, what I feel is what the rest of the world feels. And I'm some weird narcissist, but there is like, you do feel it across the board. And that, that you sent me that trailer earlier today, yeah, which I think is interesting. Do you want to say what it is? Yeah. I, the, the, uh, the, the post piece, uh, is it, no, it was the New Yorker, New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this came from, uh, Richard Boutwell, who I think is in the audience. Yep, there he is. Hello, Richard. Uh, It is called Fake Famous and the Tedium of Influencer Culture. And it's an HBO documentary that I don't think the documentary is out yet. I looked on HBO this morning and I didn't I didn't see it listed unless they've got it buried under something. But anyway, it's it's. The, the initial sort of opening paragraph of the article is HBO documentary Fake Famous opens on a seemingly uh, beatific scene? What a strange word to use. Beatific, yeah. What a strange word to use. It's when you want to sound fancy cause, and you don't want to use beautiful because it sounds too parochial and parochial. Right, but it just sounds fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I look at this word and I, I expect to see a red squiggly line underneath it. 
(laughs) Anyway, Golden Sunlight of Los Angeles, to the strains of an operatic score, we see a string of young, seemingly carefree people posing in front of a hot pink wall, mugging for iPhone cameras held by friends or angling their faces up to their own devices and snapping selfies. They are participating in a popular contemporary rite, the film's writer and director Nick Bilton tells us in voiceover. These people have come to L.A., he explains, not to break from the hustle of everyday life by relaxing and taking the sparkle of Tinseltown. Rather, they are there to continue the hustle. The Pink Wall, which, functionally speaking, serves to hold up Paul Smith Clothing Boutique on Melrose Avenue, has become one of the world's top tourist destinations. Blah, 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 blah. And so it continues. Um, And I think, you know, it's it's interesting because you and I... following on what you just said earlier about, about, you know, everyone seeming to feel this way, the last few conversations that you and I have had have seemingly been around this, this exhaustion with social media, the tedium of trying to keep up with social media and, and looking for a way not to, not to game the algorithm, but just to deal with it all, you know, just to, to, to feel like it isn't somehow an invasive plant, you know, taking over your yard. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Seymour. <laughs> um, yeah, it just needs to be fed, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's poignant right now for me as well, because I've just had my, my second Instagram account uh, hacked and, mm. and hijacked. So I, I had an account. I mean, honestly, it, in some ways, it's not the worst thing because the, 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 the name of that account was at London Portrait, and I don't live in London anymore anyway. So I was trying to work out what to do with it. I didn't spend very much time on it, and I hardly ever posted there. Um, but um, the fact that someone managed to get in there, because I had two-factor authentication on, but only on my main account, and I assumed that applied to all my accounts. But and why wouldn't you? you? S- why wouldn't exactly. you assume that? And uh, you, uh, you apparently have to set up for every individual account, which is really annoying. So I've lost that account. They've changed the name on it, changed the password, changed the e- email address attached to it without me knowing. So it logged me out and I can't get back in. So now my, they changed the name on it to like, uh, I don't know, what is it? Sylvia dot something or other. Um, it's like a German name. And you're sure and, that's um, not just your, your Bauhaus alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wish, man. Um, it's... Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it still says my name underneath the at Sylvia, whatever it is, and my bio and all my photographs are there and the 15,000 followers I've got on it. Was it Sylvia Hausschlicht, which is... Uh, oh, anyway. sure. Yeah. You know, you know. Um, but it's... it Because then, I, you know, I, I try to report it with Instagram and obviously they don't give a shit because they're Facebook. Uh, so, you know, that their, their, their little robot went across and looked and said, well, everything seems to be fine. I'm like, no, 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 you're not listening. And of course, you can't talk to it because it's a robot. It's an algorithm. It doesn't care. Um, and you can't get human beings to review it. And I thought, wow, it can go that quickly and that easily. Um, and I, I can't care about it. I mean, because I haven't really lost anything in the real world. So there's an account that took those those followers that now has them that were mine with my images sitting there pretending to be me, but I have no control over it. Okay. But it's, it's ones and zeros on the internet. I took those images. They're, they're legally mine. Uh, Does it really matter? And and what what matters is that you've lost control over your name. Yeah, but I I haven't though. This, well, this is where I'm at with it is I haven't, I'm, I'm still me. I still have my name. 
they they can't they can't do anything. I mean, they could they could start messaging all those followers mm-hmm. and they could start posting stories, but people would quickly work out like, oh, it's been hacked, and they'll just block it. Like nothing has actually changed. So it's still it's at just, London Portraits, but no, but it's oh, not it's, now. It's not at London. No, Portraits. no, that's so they've changed that. They've changed they've changed the email address. They've changed the password, and they've changed the name of the account to at Sylvia which is H A U S. C-H-I-L-D-T. But underneath that, it still says Sean Tucker Photography, photographer, and then it says professional portrait photographer working in London. So weird. And follow at Sean Tucker for my regular Instagram and then all my photographs and all those followers there. And getting hold of Instagram saying, listen, my account's been hijacked. They don't have an option to report that anymore. So I had to go, okay, well, I report intellectual property theft. And they're like, no, it looks fine. I'm like, no, it doesn't though, because they're my images and I'm not in control of that account. But they're like, you can't, appeal it you can't review it so it's just gone and it's like well it's what so does any strange. of it mean then yeah. you know what does any of it mean it has to what what the only thing that i can put meaning in now is that it's my work i took those images it doesn't matter where they appear and people take images all the time and use them on the internet for stuff without permission but but the fact is i took those images and and i have to be happy i have to keep reminding myself i have to be happy with the work and put so little stock in this way that we share our work, because it's all a game and it but, doesn't really. Yes, but I'm going to push back on it a little bit because push if it, me. if it was, <laughs> if this was your main account that you had worked hard to build, would you feel yeah. the same way? And and the reason I ask is we, I, I was sort of chatting back and forth. David Carson had this happen to him several months back. His account was hacked. He, could, he couldn't get it back. He had to start a new, a new account. Um, same thing. Went to Instagram and, and we were kind of messaging back and forth about, you know, do you know anybody I can talk to? I said, I, I really don't. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how this works. I think it's all automated. And he escalated it up to apparently somebody to actually look at it and it still never got resolved. So his, his resolution, in quotes, was starting a new account and rebuilding, yeah. you know, back to to i don't know what it was when it was taken over a fraction of what it was but you know i mean for someone and and you know he's like you he's he's got more than an average number of followers but it still takes time to rebuild that so i wonder would you feel the same way if this if this was your main sort of bread and butter and you you were making money from it or you were uh selling product or booking gigs um, yeah. you know, would, would it change the way you feel in terms because you're very Zen about the whole thing. I, I know I would be pissed. I would just be like, what well, the, f-, you know, I, I would, I would be, uh, it would be a much bigger deal if I lost my main Instagram account, obviously. But, uh, but I've thought about that as well and thought about it's only a big deal from a communication point of view. Mm-hmm. In that that's how I talk to the people who said they want to follow what I'm doing. And those are the, that's the place where I can say, Hey, my, my new collections out. If you want to go purchase a copy, right. Um, or, or I'm running or my book, or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine like, if you lost me. that channel to what have you got on, on Instagram, like 74 million followers. What have you got? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's, it's like 350. So, so think, that's yeah. a lot of people that you could yeah. potentially lose access to. I would think that would, I mean, it's, it, and you can't really the same situation would apply. You can't really do anything about it. There's not a, there's not suddenly a new tech support line that opens up over a certain threshold of followers. No, 
Yeah, no, they don't care. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know actually. But I, I, I mean, it would be a much bigger deal. There's no doubt, yeah. and it would, it would cause a, it would cause a mild panic because obviously I've, I've tied a lot of my business into being able to communicate to that group regularly, right? Um, because that's in there are those core people who actually support what I do, so I can keep going. But I don't. I wouldn't care that the account was gone or the images were gone. Right. And right. I, I, I it's just that the, connectivity that you would miss. It's just the communication. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think like there's a part of me that's, that would actually kind of like it if it was only the content that I lost control of and would have to start a new account because I do it differently now. And I do it a lot less. I wouldn't post every day. Um, well, it, which <laughs> kind of brings us to some of our conversations of late. We've, we've been yeah. talking about that, haven't we? Of, of new yeah. strategies. Yeah. You, you, yeah we, I mean, I love what you're about to do because I would love to be able to do the same. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I, I, I would, I would love to. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm not quite sold on it yet, but what I'm thinking is, um, and you've been really encouraging and, and not just blindly encouraging, but as is kind of your way, you, you go, yeah, but have you thought about this? You know, rather than just, there, there's a gentle sort of, let's think this through for a minute because I'm, I'm kind of a burn it down kind of guy. So I, I'm, you know, uh, but in thinking about it, I, and it may be a, it may be a, um, kind of a hybrid of, of what we're thinking. But my first thought was to delete everything and put up the latest 12 pieces of work that I've created. Mm-hmm. So only a dozen in the grid and still communicate, but communicate via stories so that it's up yep. and it's gone. It's up and it's gone. It's up and it's gone. But the things that, that remain there in, in, a, in a post rather than a story would only be the latest 12 pieces of work. Now, I was talking with uh, another friend today, Freddie, and he said, yeah, but think about this. If, if that's the case, and, and he's like, and I'm not saying this is not a bad idea because I think it's really kind of interesting. Um, there is no, there is no history. There is no progression that you can see if you've only got the latest 12, which for some people might be valuable to see where you were three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, and now. Yeah. And I understand that. I, and I think that's a really valid point. Um, however, for my own work, I don't see a dramatic progression of the work in the last three years. I think if you, if you looked at the, the work that I've done side by side for the last three or even five years, there's a slight change in tone, but I don't know that there's much of an evolution. So although I, I, I understand the point behind it, in, in my particular case, I don't know that it, that it helps much to go back that far. You know what I mean? Yeah, but more than that, do you do you owe people your progression? Like the, the, they don't have that's a choice to show people that, and I've absolutely to do that. But 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 I don't have to do that, and I feel like it's a gift to do that for people, and it's also a gift that costs you because it means that people can jump on and criticize, yeah, in, because you're showing more of the process. But there is an argument to be made for. I'm just going to have my, my Instagram or whatever is going to be a portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like visiting my website. This is my best work. And then I'll show you new work through stories, which by the way, are viewed more than posts these days anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah. a better way to reach people. But then your actual feed is really nice and, and clean and simple. I do um, kind of like love a, it. I do too. I, more, the more I think about it, I mean, I kind of screwed myself because I talked about it in the book that like, you know, I, my Instagram feed is a teaching tool and I've, I've, I've left up loads of posts from years and years and years. So if I change it now, my book is now a lie. But I also kind of don't care because I don't owe people that either. I changed my mind. So what? Right. But I, I really do like that idea. If I stripped it down to like 50 photographs that feel like each other and have a theme through them as well. And that's that's what represents the best of my work to this point. And then I feed through the daily images I'm taking through stories instead. Yeah. Something about that feels good. It does. And, and can I tell you, I mean, I, you, you know I am not one to, to beat my own drum. <laughs> oh, no, quite the opposite. <laughs> but as it's I'm... Very hard to get you anywhere near the drum. I know. <laughs> as I'm building out my website, as I'm, as I'm fleshing out these sections to move forward into some new areas, and I look at a grid of nine or 12 of my paintings all in one place, God damn, it looks good. There you go. I, I agree with you. It looks so good. And, and again, I, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I'm looking at, at grid variations, you know, and I've, I'm looking at what's coming next for, for volume two for each of these series for uh, grid and, and new propaganda. And man, does it look good and clean just as a, as a, as a thing, as a, as a here's this, this little body of work, but man, it looks tight. I love that. Yeah. I, think I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. I yeah, I'm I'm really playing with it more than I have. I just I I want less clutter in my life as well and less obligation and I do like how how kind of disposable stories are. I don't have to stand by them mm-hmm. cuz they're gone in 24 hours and I don't care if you like it or don't like it. This is just something I saw today. And you do have the option in stories. I mean if you if you look at uh uh one of my favorite designers is a guy called Chris Ashworth and Chris does um, these really cool daily, uh, almost daily anyway, um, experiments with type and, and paper and, and cello tape and found objects. And he does these, these progressions of, you know, a dozen photographs showing the stages of him building these things out. And he'll keep just one of each of those and you can save a story and you can pin it to your profile. So if you, if you go to his, his profile on Instagram, I, th- I think it's just Ashworth Chris, all one word, you'll see, you know, dozens of these WIP uh, little, little uh, icons. And it's, it's just little bits of these stories that he saved. So, so there's flexibility there too. You can have these things vanish or you can save them for a rainy day and then delete them. You can leave them up for 48 hours or a week or whatever it is. And I just, I think for me, Having, having that be the place where I share about new podcasts or share a little BTS thing that might end up somewhere else, but for, for 24 hours, you get to see it there. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. I, I, the, the more I think about it, the more appealing it seems. Again, it's like what you said earlier. It's like that where you, where you just feel you got to keep feeding the beast, you know? Yeah. I just like that pressure off now. I'm kind of done with it. I'm not, I'm not seeing the same feedback from all that stuff anyway. So what am I doing? You know, what am I, why not just simplify stuff down, take the pressure off and focus on building new things, building other things. Cause these things aren't the answer, you know? Well, and there's enough pressure to build, to make, to put of yourself 
into a project or into a photo or a body of work, whatever it is, if we're talking about single images or multiple images, it's hard enough to create good work without then worrying about that added level of, well, now I also have to do this. And if you've got yeah. a Patreon, well, gosh, now you have to create extra work Ugh. that people pay for because just paying for the work that you do is not enough. Now you got to give extras. Give yourself a second job. Like, in, like it's just yeah, exhausting. It's yeah, it's too much. It's too much. So yeah, I, I, I caught myself today and I'll, I'll admit today wasn't really a very good day, but I did catch myself today going, geez, I kind of, I was almost romanticizing just going and getting a job down at the pub yeah, and taking all this back for myself. Yep. I've been there. You know, I've been there. It's just, it's like, we, oh God, that would be, that would be simpler. And I, you know, I'd never would have said that years, you know, I mean, I would have kicked myself, um, squarely. If, uh, if I told myself that 10 years ago when I was struggling and I was waiting tables and trying to make something work. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's true. I mean, you, you kind of look up and you go, oh yeah, forget that. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. Some of it is. And it means you, you, you have more freedom and a, and, and a bit, but it's not the security you think it is. You think if I make it to that point that I've made it, it's not, No. It, it doesn't mean what you think it does. And I promise you it's, it's all changing so fast. It's kind of evaporating. And, and what, what I saw when I watched that trailer you sent me with this, uh, was it fake famous mm-hmm, is it called? Mm-hmm. was, was like, I'm glad trailers like that are getting, I'm glad documentaries like that are being made because this bubble needs to be burst. Yeah. Um, and it will, even though that will cost me personally, I think we'll have a better world on the other side of it. We have to just show how ridiculous this whole, this whole treadmill is. It's, it's just, I mean, having that guy, that one guy in the clip stand there and just go like, cause they're asking him, well, why do you think we should, you know, make you, make you famous on social media? And he just, you know, straight face. Well, because I deserve it. Like, <laughs> like what? You, like, what, what do you t- because I deserve it. What were you talking about? Like, it's this entitlement that we all feel we should be, we should be famous and the whole world should be looking at everything we do with, because we're just so fascinating. You're not, yeah. you're just, you're just you and I'm just me. And, and like all of it's a lie. The fact that I have a ton more followers than you is bollocks. It doesn't mean I'm a better photographer than you. It doesn't mean I'm a better person than you. It means none of that. And the fact that, you know, there are some photographers out there with millions of followers, a lot more than me. doesn't mean they're better than me or that I'm worse than them. None of it means anything. And, and we all put stupid amounts of stock in this stuff. And it's, yeah, it's so silly. It's, it's really interesting how this is, is changing. There there's a video out. You may have seen it. Um, just came out a couple days ago, I think. And it's, it's a bunch of YouTube people. McKinnon is one of them and his, his whole crew, um, uh, Maddie, his former partner. Mm -hmm. And, and they were the the guy that's hosting the the thing. I don't remember what it is, but they all got together for like a, a little mini vacation. And he just went around and asked them all about Instagram, the state of Instagram and, and how they use it. And, and, you know, what, what's it good for? And it was interesting because McKinnon he he pointed out, and I think rightfully so, that it's still kind of the only place for, at scale anyway, for still images. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it's really the only place. I mean, yes, there's Flickr, and yes, there's this new Glass app, but Instagram is still kind of the only place that that you can post a still image or a, a collection of still images. But the way those images are being received is changing drastically. The, the, the odds of you getting 
from from zero to ten thousand without buying anything, without buying you know likes or followers or or whatever. I almost said listens, uh, but it's same thing there. Um, yeah. it, it's pretty slim and none. You know, it, it's it's, and you and I have talked about this. In fact, we talked about it just a couple of days ago, maybe even yesterday. Where if you look at the big audiences or the the big uh, accounts on Instagram. Those people came with an audience or their companies that, that are mm-hmm. so aggressively posting and hammering the algorithm that that's how they're getting follows or they bought them. I mean, those are, the, those are your three choices. But starting, it's, it's the same thing with starting a podcast. You know, y- you and I could do this show from now until the end of time and we will still never get somebody offer us $150 million like they did, you know, Rogan. Or we're, we're still, we're, we will never get to Marin's numbers. Because it just yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah. And the illusion and is think, that it can, but it's not, it's not true. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's going to burst. Because I, I, think, I think what he says is right. That like, if you start on any of these platforms now, you're going to have a f- much harder time trying to grow an audience than say five years ago or 10 years ago, certainly. Mm-hmm. And because that's true, I think the people who are trying to start things now are quickly going to talk to each other and go, oh, this doesn't work anymore. Right. And they're going to move somewhere else and they're going to put less stock in it and the bubble will burst. And then none of it will matter. Yeah. Even the people who built stuff before, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't mean you did good work. It just means you were there at the right time. So we don't put any stock in that either. And then the whole illusion shatters, which yeah. I think is a good thing. And I think it's coming faster than we realize. I, I um, hope so. I hope it gets us back to websites. I miss you and I were talking about Feedly the other day and how. Yeah, yeah. If, if for those of you listening, and do any of you remember Feedly? And and you know what? When we open it up, if you remember Feedly and you were a fan or or any RSS reader, raise your hand. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Feedly was great because you had these things bookmarked. And do you remember that the like the link roll that websites used yeah. to have, where if yeah. you know if. Here, here, are the, here are some of the websites that I like. And it, and it didn't matter whether they linked back to you or not. It was just, no. it was just creating this little ecosystem of, yes. of you got to see what, what people's interests were. You got to see what fascinated them, what they, were, what they were into without it being, well, tell you what, if you link to me, I'll link back to you. Or maybe we can do some sort of rev share. We can, maybe we can do a collab. You know, like it was none of that. It was just bouncing from thing to thing to thing to see what you found. And I miss yeah. that so much. Absolutely. You know, it, it was, it was just a simpler time, wasn't it? Like I, I used to run a little, um, this was back when I was at the end of my time with the church. So what are we talking like 2007 mm-hmm. to about, uh, I left in 2009 and then probably till about 2012, I wrote a blog yeah. Um, on WordPress about, about church and the stuff that I was thinking about it and when I was leaving, why I was leaving and all the rest of it. And, and I loved doing that. I yeah. loved going weekly and writing down some thoughts and I didn't have masses of followers. I probably had like about, you know, like 250 people who subscribed to that, but that was 250 people who wanted to read something I'd written and take 10 minutes and do that once a week. And yeah, like you say, it does create an ecosystem because there are other people I knew who were writing blogs and I'd be on their suggested list. They'd be on mine. Like, and, and it was a smaller community. It wasn't hundreds of thousands like it has the potential to be now. But the hundreds of thousands thing is so abstract anyway. It's not real. It doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like it matters. Mm-hmm. That felt like it mattered more. It felt like there was more meaningful interaction and discussion going on around that. And we kind of knew each other. It was more community based. Yeah. And I think we're missing that stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
again, it's one of the reasons that I'm putting more and more effort into my own site. You know, I've, yeah. I've tweaked some of the design. I've, I've gone to a different back end. It's faster. It's leaner. It's more focused. Um, Your site's looking great, by the way. Isn't it though? I mean, I, I really do really, think really it's looking really good. Really good. Um, yeah. Still need some tweaks, but excuse me, uh, moving ahead in 2021, there are some things that are, that are, I mean, 2022 rather. Uh, I think there's a bunch of stuff that, that's going to be really good. And it's, it's getting back to tangible, touchable, holdable, sniffable media. <laughs> it's not, I want to get away from content and get back to media and get back to things that you can hold instead of just flip past. Yeah, I hate, I hate how that must sound to like someone who's like, you know, young and very excited about social media. I must sound like an old fart. Yeah. I'm 100% there with you. And I don't care because I... I think when you when you realize what a mirage it is, it, that's what's good about that. I, I really do want to watch that documentary because you you see the people who are obsessed by that mm-hmm. stuff, and you have to ask yourself, do I want to be like that? Do I want to do I want to do that thing where you go and hire out the fake plane interior so you can pretend you were on a jet <laughs> and so you can post it on Instagram? Do you really want Wait, to be those that aren't person? Real? Oh no, oh, yeah. Sorry, they are. I don't want to. Put, I don't want to break the illusion. Oh, damn it! No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, all that stuff like, and, and, you know, maybe you'd say, oh, I'd never do anything that ridiculous. Yeah. But what is your line? What are you willing to do? And what have you done to try and get attention? And what have you kind of sold out a little bit of integrity on, or just, just pushed even beyond what your personality genuinely is because you think it makes people more interested because I think that ruins us as people because we have to backtrack at some point going, oh no, gosh, I really was a bit of a a bit of a knob for a while because I wanted people to pay attention to me or you, you don't have the courage to admit that and you stay that for the rest of your life and you become bitter and confused about who you really are. Yeah. It, it doesn't go anywhere good, you know? So. Well, it's, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to be starting now at 20, at 18, at mm-hmm. whatever. What was it? How many years ago? It was just a couple of years ago. Didn't you do, a talk at a school or something and, and, oh, yeah. and they, they surveyed all the students as, as to what they wanted to be when they grew up. And, and number one was yeah. YouTuber. Was, wasn't that no, you? No, What so was they, that? Yeah. They, yeah. They called me in this, this is like the, it was like a uh, guidance counselors. I don't know if you have the same thing in the States. Yeah. Yeah. So gu- guidance counselors in, in, in a bunch of different schools in a, in a County here. Um, had a meeting together and they called me in to come and talk to them because they'd surveyed it. And number four was YouTube. Number four. Okay. For, for, for like most desired career, pilot, doctor, fireman, YouTuber. And they're like, we don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> we don't know what to even Just talk the fact about. that it's in the top five is... Kind of- well, I know. It's, it's absolutely insane. But like actual, like, that's my career, miss. That's what I'm going to do. Right. So how do, how do we even talk? And, and, and one of the teachers stood up and said, yeah, well, you know, we can say all this stuff and say it doesn't work. But she says, I've got, I've got a 12 year old in my class who earns way more than I do. And they're on YouTube. Unbelievable. So it's like, well, how do you tell that kid? You don't, you, yeah, that's not viable. No, no, no. For, for, for a handful, for a handful, it will, it will work for a little while, but it's not a long-term solution. And for most people, it definitely won't work. So it's just about being realistic with it. I mean, they, they, they were pulling their hair out because we don't know what to tell them because we don't want to kill their dreams. Right. You know, we don't want to just say, no, don't try that. It's not a real thing because then you sound antiquated and it definitely is a real thing. It just is very unlikely it'll work for you individually. Yeah. It's a real and, thing for a very few people. 
yeah, you just have to be incredibly realistic with them and say, well, sure, give it a go, but you better have a lot of backups because the chances are very, very slim. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't want any of this to come off as, as, you know, get off my lawn kind of, you know, we're just <laughs> naysaying the whole thing because I do, I do think, I think that there is something around the corner that's going to, somebody is thinking about this and they're going to break it open, but it's not, I don't believe that it's just a different way to share your work. I think there's some, it's got to be something more because what we have is an abundance of, of ways to share what we do, what we say, what we make, et cetera. There's an abundance of ways to do that. What there, what there is lacking, and, and we've talked about this with, with multiple people many times, is connect, a real connectivity. Not a surface level click, like, follow, heart, whatever. Not that, but something that is deeper, something that is more intentional, something that is more purposeful. Somebody is working on that. I promise you. And, yeah, and we, 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 go ahead. we both had ideas around this. Yes. Like I talked about it for ages and I, I, I do think someone will crack it. Um, but it's, it, again, it's, I think what has to happen is that the number has to stop being important mm -hmm. and the quality of interaction has to start being mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know what platform is going to crack that because every platform seems to reward numbers of likes and numbers of follows and numbers of interactions. And that's how people get rewarded or feel rewarded. That's the drug they offer. Mm -hmm. um, if they can back that up and, and make it about like I used to feel with my blog, I didn't care how many people were reading it. I just cared that people were. Right. And I love to read the comments and interact backwards and forwards with them. It was, it was the quality of interaction that was the exciting thing, not the number. In fact, I very rarely checked how many people were subscribed, honestly. Because I was, I was yeah. far more interested in hanging out in the comments section, talking to people. Yeah. I mean, I, st I get asked, you know, about podcasts, how many people listen. And I, I, I honestly can't tell you accurately. I mean, num number one, podcast statistics are absolute shit. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 you know, had, had there been something like YouTube for audio where it was a more centralized kind of distribution platform, yeah. then maybe. But the fact that you can listen in any number of apps or uh, on different platforms like Stitcher and Spotify, and there is no central sort of uh, stat system that takes into account all of that. And there's really no way to know. You know, yeah. I mean, I subscribe to probably 40 different podcasts, but I don't listen to all of them. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So what are we really talking about? You get credit for the download, but I didn't hear what you had to say. So who cares? Like, so what? Yeah, exactly. So oh, it's... Gosh. I feel good about the direction that, that, that this is going though, that, you know, that we talked about this morning and taking the pressure off of myself, uh, and moving into some different directions. It, it, it can't be bad. It can't be bad. Like I, th I think, um, I th and I think it's the same for everybody. I know, I know it's the same for me. I'm really, I'm really seriously trying to work out how I can sort of reorder my life at the moment. You know, the, you know, the other thing that's affected it actually is, is moving up to Yorkshire mm -hmm. and being in a more rural part of the world and, and just, you know, you kind of settle into a different pace of life and you go like, oh gosh, you know, that, that social media buzz and hype makes a little more sense in a busy city like London, but out here, it just seems even more ridiculous. Yeah. And it does really seem to be agreeing with you. I mean, you sound, you know, <laughs> there are still some hurdles. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but overall, you sound so good there when we talk. 
That's the that's the roadcaster pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I, feel, I definitely feel more relaxed and more. I'm not a big city person. I'm not a hype person. I don't like it. I don't like that kind of shallow attention mm-hmm. or, or, or bustle. It doesn't. Do, it, I don't get juice from that. But yeah, I mean, do you think? Just, oh, go ahead. No, I just, it just does just help you kind of reorder your life and think about what's important. Do you think connecting with people like Jim Mortram or mm-hmm. or even Fiona? who mm-hmm. I see is in the audience. Hello, Fiona. Lovely, lovely to see you. Hey, Fiona. Um, or, or Jack, uh, that you're going to, Jack Lowe, that you're going to go visit with. Do you, yeah. do you think connecting with people who are outside of that, that sort of big city bubble is acting as fuel to continue that? Or will you, do you think you might get to a point where you miss the big city hustle and bustle? I mean, I've always done both like that. That's, uh, and I've always kind of been aware of the disparity anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, like when, it, I, when I did the video with Fiona, I was still living in London, but right. I, I was deliberately trying to do videos with that. I did the video with Simon Baxter when I was in London with Rachel Talabart when I was in London, I, I deliberately sought out people. I didn't just want it to be about London street photographers. Right. You know, I mean, uh, cause honestly, uh, that, that would kind of bore me. It would become very samey. I wanted to have a big variety. So they've always been in there. But every time you do find somebody from a different walk of life, you do go, yeah, gosh, there's a much wider world out there that I, that I know because, you know, I've lived in Africa and rural parts of Africa. So it's not that I don't know that. It's just you do get very when – you, when you walk the same paths every day in a city like London – it does start to trap you and make you feel claustrophobic and you do start to move in very specific ways and think in very specific ways. And you have to deliberately break that by going and hanging out with other people who are different from you mm-hmm. um, and from a different part of the world than you and doing that regularly, no matter where you are, even if you're, if you're in this country, you probably need to go hang out with some people in the city every now and again. So you're not getting too myopic, you know? Right. Um, I think all that stuff is super, super helpful. Um, and a Jim Mortram is a brilliant example of that. I mean, uh, again, it's another. It's a video I posted on the weekend that will definitely do less views than than normal because one, I couldn't monetize the video because it's talking about potentially sensitive subjects, which means that YouTube will suppress it because. Oh, uh, really? It, well, yeah. I mean, if they're not running ads on it, they're not going to make money on it, so they're not going to promote it. But they won't run ads on it just because you're talking about the subject matter no, that they, you are. They might do, but I just felt like. Um, it's the kind of video where if you post it and try and monetize it and then people start reporting it and you got to go, I just thought ah, just don't monetize okay, it. Just, okay. leave, just leave the ads off it and keep it simple. And, uh, but that means YouTube definitely won't promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't reach as far, but the comments you get on a video like that from people going, who the hell is this guy? Like, this is amazing. Like yeah. this perspective and look at the lives of these people, Jim included. Doesn't this give you perspective about how fortunate we are, how different other people have to live, you know, who are struggling with poverty and the effects of austerity and the awful benefits cuts and the rest of it kind of like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Just to remind you that the, the life you live, there's a much bigger world out there and not everyone has it as good as you. Um, is, is important. Like it's important to go and meet people from different cultures and different, different walks of life. Like getting that broader perspective is, is, is everything I think yeah. for yeah, everybody, yeah. for everybody. And if you haven't seen it, go, go watch that video and, and please go check out Jim's work. Jim Mortram, uh, his project is called small town inertia. And if it, if it resonates with you, there's a book, there are prints, 
Um, if the prints are too expensive, he often runs specials and sales on, on things just to help get the word out and, and support what he's doing. But it's, it's a, it's a really brilliant project. Yeah. I mean, and Jim is one of those photographers who I I will always just tell people go, go support him as Mm -hmm. a human being Mm -hmm. because, because he, 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 he says in the, um, uh, he says in the video quite openly, he says like he lives on a, on a tiny carer's allowance from the government because he's taking care of his mom full time and he has weeks where he doesn't have enough to eat. Right. And yet he's producing this incredible work as a member of this community with, with a bunch of other people who are struggling the same. Like he, he's an artist that deserves our support, not just for himself, but for the stories that he's telling and how much time and courage that takes him. I I can't sing his praises highly enough. He's Would, would you put, and I think I know the answer to this, but I kind of just want to hear you say it. Would you put his work in the same category as like Tish Murtha and Chris Killip and, and those kinds of, of, of sort of social documentary photographers? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, he, he, he is, I, I said at the beginning of the video, like I did the Tish Murtha video last year and had this thing, like, I'd love to do this with somebody who's alive and doing it now mm-hmm. because there's a, there was a big group of social documentary photographers in this country in the late seventies, early eighties mm-hmm. were really active. And then it kind of dropped away for some reason and went quiet. And Jim is one of the only people who are doing it here now, the way they were then. Um, yeah, he, he, he stands firmly in that tradition for sure. Yeah. What He's a treat great. it must be for you as a, as, as, as a filmmaker too, to, to see, you know, you, you I know that you wanted to do this in a different way, but, to be able to kind of put that, put the technical expectations or the technical wishes aside and go, yeah, but this needs to be done now. This needs to be said now. This needs to be sort of captured and shared now. And it doesn't matter if, if I'm limited by, by the tech because I need to say this now. That, that must have been really cool to do. It was really interesting because it made me realize, it, it almost made me realize how irrelevant I am to the process because it's like... <laughs> It's Come like on. That video, that video is me screen capturing Jim talking for an hour and a half and cutting it down. And then it's taking his photographs and audio he captured with these people and just cutting it together with a bit of music. And I mean, yes, okay, there's a skill in editing and, and, and I, I, I have worked to kind of pace it out and, and lift things at points and drop them back. There is that. But I mean, I'm just literally presenting Jim's work in that film. I'm mm-hmm. not being a filmmaker as much at all. And yet it's one of the stronger things I've done. And it just it reminds me like my job is to serve somebody else by telling their story. And the best way to do that is not always by me running around and showing off as a filmmaker because I'm look at this 120 B-roll. It's just feature somebody, let them talk, let them share their heart. Like that's the stuff that always, always, always captures people. But the fact that you're willing to do it, Sean, I think speaks volumes. The fact that you're willing to take that, that your platform and, and not just go, look at me, look at me, look at me, but look at this. That's my favorite volumes. thing I do, man. Yeah. It's it, yeah. honestly like talking about stripping stuff back. If I could strip it back, I would drop my Instagram back to 40, 50 of my favorite images and just communicate through stories. And I would moving forward with my, with my YouTube, I would only make documentaries and make them less often. And make them maybe maybe do one a month, maybe one every second month, and just really make a good documentary. That's that. I think I'd be happier doing that. Honestly, it's my favorite thing I do. May I ask the hard question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Why what it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 
Well, I, I am slowly moving that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm doing a lot less tutorials now than I ever have. I am doing a lot more of the documentaries now that things are opening up. I've done three in the last two months, two or three months. Um, talking to Jack tomorrow about potentially doing one with him. Like I, I'm, I'm being more deliberate about it. Um, and, uh, and I'm watching the audience fall away because I'm doing that, but I don't care. Like, this is what I want to do. And this is the, like that video with Jim. I'm like, this is one of the most important things I've ever done Yeah. in terms of this YouTube channel. And yet way less people will watch it than everything else. And I, I had comments with people underneath. I had a guy commenting going, you know what, Sean, I'm three minutes into this video and I don't know what the hell's happened to you, but you just become so boring. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Teach me how to use a speed light. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what, that's what the world wants. I want quick tips and tricks. And I want you on a four wheeler doing a handstand while you do it. Like, that's what I want. That's how I roll. But it's like, I don't, I don't care. Like I, I made a mis- I almost feel like I made a mistake by attracting all these people. And I kind of wish I'd started doing these documentaries at the beginning and grown a smaller audience that cared without having to deal with all these guys now who are around because they want to just rip a, a, a quick trick off me so that they can go and impress a couple of people and grow their following on Instagram so they can become big deals. Like Jim's talking about people who are in genuine pain and suffering and saying stuff like you can choose to use a camera as a sword to make yourself popular or famous, or you can choose to use it as a shield to defend other people. I mean, is there a better line than that? Is there not that I can think of than that? Like, and oh, it's so boring. Uh, you know what? I, I almost, I did comment back to him and then I deleted it because I thought, I, I just commented back like, shush little boy, the adults are talking now. Like, because it's just, I had this picture of this child in the corner going, boring, boring, right, boring. And right. they, I mean, I'm just, I'm so sick of this like shallow social media culture. And like, I, I just want, I just want a smaller group and some depth now. I'm, I'm done with. But there I'm are people that. that are doing it, right? There, there are pe- there are the Ben Horns, there are the Matt Days. Oh, interesting um, though. So Ben Horn has just deleted his his Instagram and Twitter. He's out. Did he's he really? Yeah, yeah, he's out. When this today? Week. Yesterday? Uh, Simon told me last night. Simon, no kidding. Talking. Yeah, yeah, he's out. He's oh, out I must I must reach out to him because yeah. that's that's a fascinating move. So yeah, he's, just he's just relying out. on the community that he's built around his website and YouTube. Yeah, I think he's just doing his his videos, which have never had ads on them, and right. he just asked people at the end to support him via Patreon or however he does it, and um, he's just going to take along with that smaller group. I, I just and his prints so are not expensive. That. I mean, he, he you can buy a box set of his prints for not a lot of money. I mean, I think he yeah. could charge a whole lot more money, but he doesn't, and I I think there's something noble about that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, I mean. We talk about this a lot, but I think there's still a lot to talk about, you know, with regard to this, mm-hmm. because it's changing all the time. It's changing, you know, we, we, we were, you said something the other day, even, uh, it might've even been in the last, the last show about, you know, m- building content for a dying platform, talking about YouTube. And I think if you look at any of these platforms, if you look at YouTube, if you look at Instagram, if you look at Clubhouse, if you look at you know, any of these things where people are gathering to share and communicate collectively, you're seeing engagement and ownership drop off. Yeah. My, bubble, my I mean, bubble's bursting. where sure. are they going? First of all, if, if anywhere, maybe they're not going anywhere. Maybe everybody's, you know, having similar discussions and they're waiting for the next thing to happen. They're wait, waiting to see what's around the corner. Um, I don't know. I think, 
I think this pandemic has changed things. I really do. And I don't understand how yet, but it's just so many people have reported the same kind of drop-offs around sort of that April, May last year when we all started going into lockdown and settling in. I think people are just reassessing their lives and working out what they think are important and where they want to spend their time. And And I think it might be... A, a good consequence coming out of a terrible time for us all. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like we're, we're, eva- we're evaluating how much stock we put in all this rubbish. Subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything in your favorite podcast app to get Deep Natter along with Process Driven and everything else I release all in one feed. If you'd like to support the show and help others find it, please consider leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen, and you can share it on social media. If you'd like to get in touch with us, connect with Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Tuck, that's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K, or on his website at seantucker.photography, or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S or on my website at jeffreysedoris.com. As always, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time and we hope you'll come back for the next one.